I love how we sang all of the names listed from the prophets. But that last one we sang, Emmanuel. God is with us, it means. It's a powerful reminder on a Christmas Eve service that God came to be with us. In the form of a child, God is with us, Emmanuel. You know, I'm reminded of a lot of stories and a lot of Christmas Eves in the past. And one of the stories that I want to share this morning was, or this evening was about a woman named Irene. And Irene came to every one of our Christmas Eve services. And you will not believe it, but just five minutes before I came up here, I got a text from Irene <laughs> saying she missed us this Christmas Eve. Irene would tell me every Christmas Eve the same story. She would tell me the story of how every Christmas Eve, her earliest memory of Christmas Eve, her earliest memory of Christmas Eve was as a child, going with one of her siblings with an empty sled to church. And when she got to church, she would be there. Uh, she would be there with all of these other people who were worshiping, but when they would leave church, the pastor would bring all these gifts that would be for Irene and her sibling to put on their sled to take home so that they would have something to place under their tree on Christmas morning. Because they didn't have much. Lived on the east coast of Canada. And they had very little on Christmas morning, but she remembered that every Christmas Eve, she'd put on her boots, they'd take an empty sled to church, and come home full of gifts. I believe Holy Spirit has some gifts to give to you tonight. For you to take in your heart home with you. To be able to change and make a difference in your life. We've been talking about the Christmas life. The Christmas life at Advent. But the Christmas life is a life that can be experienced throughout the entire year. And so today I'm so excited to be able to share the word with you. You know, as we talk about the fourth Advent candle that we lit, lit tonight, love, we're going to be lighting the Christ candle at the end, and, and I'm looking forward to that. The beauty of Advent, though, is the simplicity of these visual reminders before us. The candle that we started with, the candle of hope, then the candle of peace, the candle of joy, and now the candle of love reminder that Emmanuel is with us. When we get distracted, when we get distracted by making sure we have enough of those, right? <laughs> then we can come together and Advent reminds us of what Peter said in his second letter to the church. He said, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power, he explained, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we need. Doesn't that sound really good right about now? Everything you need. I don't know about you, but I, I was thinking before I got here, I'm like, I didn't quite double check that list. And I guess we have everything we need, right, for Christmas morning. <laughs> Everything we need, though, in life, God has for us. And it says right here in the text, through our knowledge 
of him. Knowing Jesus is the key to all the things needed in this life. If you have no peace, come to know Jesus. If you have no joy, come to know Jesus. If you have no hope, come to know Jesus. And when you know of him and you continue to feel a lack in your spirit, then sit a while in the abundance of knowing his love and you will find the key to everything you need, not only at Christmas, but in life. There's a story that I love to tell and I, I grew up hearing it. And I was reminded of it again tonight as the kids' choir sang, which by the way, again, one more time for the children's choir for doing a great job. In the New Testament, a few decades after the Nativity, when Jesus was in the high point of his ministry, he's been healing the sick, he's been feeding the multitudes, and he's sitting, telling stories and teaching people, and he was seeing uh, people's lives be changed before him, and all of a sudden, these children just started coming to the front to where he was. You know, I always think in a church service or any kind of worship service, uh, when the Holy Spirit's doing something, you'll see the kids start to move with it. Did you notice as we sang, oh, come, let us adore him, that the kids just want it so badly to be near the front? Some of them even broke their little lights early and started shining them because it's just like overflowing. Children, they have this sense of what's holy, what's pure, what's righteous. And the disciples, they saw the children coming to Jesus, and Jesus, he, want, he was blessing them. And his disciples were indignant, and Jesus said to them these words, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter into it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. The children knew what it meant to just sit and be in the abundant love of, us, of the Savior, to be in the presence of Jesus in his love. They didn't stay at arm's length, and neither should you or I. If they had, the disciples wouldn't have even gotten upset, would they, if the, if the children were at a distance. But no, they climbed on his lap, they touched his face, they looked him in the eye. They got a better look. And Jesus said, if you want to be part of my kingdom, you must have faith like a little child. I don't care if you're five years old or if you're 105 years old today, you are the perfect age to respond to the gospel of Jesus. The wonderful good news of salvation. You know, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was only seven years old. Seven years old, when I think of it now, I'm thought, how, do, how did I know what kind of magnitude that would have on my life and, and who I was going to be? And, and I remember sitting among other kids my age, and there was a Sunday school teacher, and she shared the gospel story, and she said, if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know that you've, you've made mistakes, you've, you are a sinner, you need to re return to the Lord or repent of your sins, she said, just raise your hand, and guess what I did? kept my hands under my legs <laughs> and stay seated and I didn't respond but then that night when I got home from church I said to my mom because there was a conviction in my heart I said I need to give my heart to Jesus 
Would you pray with me? And she gladly did. On that afternoon, I found my way to Jesus and secured eternity. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. That's what's so difficult in the world around us, isn't it? That everything is constantly changing. How many people love change? Raise your hand. I love change if it has nothing to do with me. If it doesn't affect me, you can change all you want. I'm good with it. But change, it can be unsettling at times. Sometimes it feels like the world is changing at a pace we can't keep up with. And sometimes it's not for the good. And other times it is. The gift of salvation, it comes from one who has already overcome the darkness that we fight against so often. His love is steadfast and it's unchanging. Like the joy of Christmas. The year after year, it never fades. And there is a comfort, a comfort that comes with an unchanging love. He is our steadiness, and his love never fades or wanes. He is our good and perfect gift. Don't let that truth pass you by this evening as we're together. He is the good and perfect gift sent from above. You know, all during this Advent season, we've been saying the same verse, and uh, we're going to put it up on the screen right now. And why don't you read it with me together? Are you ready? John 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Do you know who said that verse? Jesus. He came so that the Christmas life wasn't just about one day of the year, but that we would have the Christian life, the life of a believer that would be a life full of abundant living, abundance in gifts. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. You know, great worth, great gifts, they're worth the journey. Great gifts are worth standing in line. Great gifts are worth saving up for the whole year long. Great gifts are worth the travel from upstairs all the way down to the downstairs to get under the tree. Mary and Joseph, they took a journey on the dusty road to Bethlehem. And they would agree. Life wasn't exactly how they had planned it, but the promised Savior was being born, and it would be worth the journey. And there's hundreds of you here in this room today who would agree that the journey of faith is one that's worth taking, that you do it all again, even more so today. And as we await the second coming of our Lord and Savior, we can be filled with more hope, more peace, more joy, and more love that comes from knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So perhaps you're on a journey too, and it's led you to Bethlehem, to Christmas Eve once again. But I'm guessing that if you're anything like me and those who I'm, I know and are close to, you don't just want the tradition you want the real thing. You want to be able to see Jesus face to face. 
You want to understand what it means to be in his abundance, abundant, abundant love, abundant peace, and abundant joy. The free gift of what Peter said, grace and peace be yours in abundance. It's available to us today at Christmas and every day, but it's through knowing the love of Jesus and responding in confession our need of him. When we started this series, this Advent series, we started with John chapter 1. And I think it's fitting to wrap up Advent and wrap up this reminder of Emmanuel, God with us, with the same scripture from John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The true light, verse 9 says, that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, remember? And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all. Three words. Yet to all. Who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's a beautiful thing. It's something we're going to experience and remind ourselves of together corporately tonight before we go about our busy Christmas weekend and the rest that we have for this week. But Jesus said these words to his followers in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, and he says, You are the light of the world. It it blows my mind because Jesus had come as the light of the world, but he turns to his disciples and he says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Can I remind us all tonight that the Christmas life is abundant in Christ. Without being in him, it's just a lot of fluff, a lot of nice language, a lot of imagery. But the abundant life is from remaining in him. And that's the light that we need to carry from this place. That's the light that we need to give to the world all around us. The life full of hope, peace, love, joy that shines bright to all those who come in contact with it. So this evening... We're first going to light the Christ candle.
remind, a reminder of what we've been waiting for. And the one we've been waiting for has truly come so that the light can now be in us as well. And so just as we dim the lights in this place, we're going to light one another's candles here. Or start your glow sticks glowing because we want to share that light with one another and the world all around us.